Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Three cheers for His Majesty the King. Rachel, the day is finally here. We are jetting to London today. Tonight. I'm so excited. I woke up really, really, really buzzing about this, Roberta. I can't wait to talk about it, but first, I guess I'll do our classic intro. Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And if you want to send us an email, it's info at gallerypodcasts.com. Also at Royally Obsessed Podcast on Instagram. Follow along on our travels. We will be documenting everything on the handle there. Rachel, it's happening. I know. I'm so excited, Roberta. But let's discuss what we're going to be getting into in this week's episode. Kind of a preview, right? Final Corey Corner. Can you believe it? This has been such a staple of our episodes. Also, we're going to talk about the Wales's recent trip to Wales. How appropriate. Charlotte's birthday at the ballet. Loved that. New pictures from The Crown. A management move for Megan and Tom Cruise. I did not have him on my bingo card for this episode before we depart. He does pop up in random episodes. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Uh, Of course, we need to toast to our trip. London is calling and we are on the way. We are heating that call. We're going over for the coronation. We leave tonight on the red eye flight over there. And I am excited because I think I know what I'm going to order. I know. I was going to say, we're going to put a pin, if you guys forgive us, in our royal refreshment and have it together on the plane. I think that's a really good plan. I'm glad that we thought of it. <laughs> you have to go with bubbles, right? You're, you have We have to cheers right as we get on with a glass of bubbles yes. and then hopefully fall asleep for four hours. I don't know. Oh my God. I, that's that's what plan. I'm really nervous about the most, Roberta. I just packed a sleep mask. I threw it in. I feel like packing is what is really making me nervous. And Roberta and I have been going back and forth because the weather is not looking great. I'm staying optimistic, but it's really deep railed what I'm thinking. And right now I have three, possibly four different types of coats, and I have to whittle that as soon as we're done recording. (laughs) I'm going to need to borrow some of these coats. I procrastinated (laughs) so much with my packing and watched the Met Gala and Ugh. all the gowns I mean, on that. Good did call. you see, did you watch it all? Did you I see any just of the recaps? did like the recaps. I checked all the recaps. I'm so excited for Serena Williams. That was oh, such a great reveal. And Carly Kloss revealed in yeah. second pregnancies. That was exciting. What was your and, favorite look? Oh gosh, um, I loved. So Carl Lagerfeld is obviously black and white. A lot of the Chanel looks, and so that was a little boring after a while. And mm-hmm. so I love the pops of color like Viola Davis and uh, Chloe Feynman from SNL. I just love her so much. She really yeah. had me cracking up with her commentary. So um, Allison Williams had a bright orange dress. I feel like some of the ones that were just more colorful were just such a pop on the white carpet. Also, yeah. The, um, surprise guest, the cockroach. I don't know. <laughs> 
saw Oh, that. I didn't see that. Oh, it was no. like the, the second to last person to arrive is this cockroach like crawled all the way up the carpet. Oh, it was horrible. <gasps> I had nightmares That's New York, baby. <laughs> oh, Jury Duty also. I procrastinated with watching all of Jury Duty. You have Wait, to watch it, I haven't it, watched it. I'm going to download it for oh, the plane. Please, please. It's so it's good. Okay, I forgot. I forgot. So oh. good. So good. Ugh, okay. Plane content. Okay, okay. Um, let's discuss our listener email as we move this episode along. We, like I said, I'm just so excited. I can't focus, but I'm going to try to. So (laughs) we got this note from Marika. She writes with comments on the Prince William settlement news in Harry's case against NGN. She says, he and Kate, this is a quote, were hacked the most, with Kate being hacked 155 times and Harry nine times. Settlement is proportional to the crime. Harry could have settled it as well, but wanted to go to trial. It's strange to call this a deal or shady as William is the victim here and was perfectly entitled to settle in private. So Marika, thank you so much for writing in. We so appreciate the feedback. I did a quick fact check on this. Kate was actually hacked 155 times. William was hacked 35 times. Harry was nine times, and that's according to the BBC. I think from Roberta and my perspective, and I don't mean to talk for you, Roberta, but I think any implied shadiness isn't actually about the right to settle. It's the secrecy and just the more questions than answers have been raised from this, the allegations that Harry has brought to light in his suit against NGN. And I agree, like privacy is protected and should be in this kind of matter. But I just am curious about what the trade is when you're dealing with someone like Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, agreed. I think that's where the shadiness is. And also, you know, Marika's point was that we're kind of persuading listeners to feel for Prince Harry. But of course, William and Kate have been hacked. And that's so true. But I think where where the problem lies for me is just that it seems like that all happened behind closed doors without even Harry being aware until later on. And so, um, you know, Harry mentioned that he was on his tours of Afghanistan at the time and so was away from the royal sphere and so I think that that's um there's just there's just so much that I think was kept secret from him even William persuaded Harry to talk to the queen right is that yes William encouraged that to happen is what Harry says in his papers that he filed so I think it's more for me just the vagueness of it all yeah Um, I did want to add, too, we got more detail that Piers Morgan also supposedly encouraged and concealed illegal targeting of Diana. He had full knowledge that it was happening and that her phone was being hacked when he was editor of the News of the World. So everyone should check out that story in The Guardian. Gotta love Piers Morgan. Not at all. I also loved this note from Joy. She's a listener that majored in history, and she wanted to add a little bit of extra context to what we said last week about king consort and queen consort and why Philip was never king consort. So she added that the reason why there's never been a king consort actually goes back further than Queen Victoria. She says it began with the first queen regnant of England, Queen Mary I, in the 1500s, who was married to Philip II, King of Spain. While Philip II was named King of England, an act of parliament ensured he had no governing power over England itself without his wife, and thus was not a king equal Mary, who had the right to rule by birth. This was due to fear of having a foreign king from Spain on the throne of England who would presumably overpower the queen as queens were seen as weaker rulers than kings at the time. Gotta love that uh, gender difference there. And England also had a fear of a Catholic king given the recent Protestant Reformation. So the custom came from a desire to protect the queen's right to rule. The reason I think... I mentioned Queen Victoria so much in her time was that it wasn't until Prince Albert that Prince Consort actually came into play. So that's where that title comes from. But thank you, Joy, for clarifying. This is so, so helpful. And thank you, Marika, too. I feel like all of this, we love the conversation and we so appreciate you guys 
reaching out. I love the history lesson too. I want to hear more from Joy about, I, we need just like, like a 101 royal history through the ages crash course. All right, this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. Two big birthdays. So first we have to say happy birthday, Prince Charlotte. She is eight today, the day we're recording. And happy early birthday to her cousin, Prince Archie, who turns four on Saturday, the day of the coronation. So many royal birthdays in the spring. Yeah, early May. So first up, she was born Charlotte Elizabeth Diana, fourth in line to the throne. She's now third, of course, with the Queen's passing at St. Mary's Hospital on May 2nd, 2015. A little flashback to the day, of course, Kate in a full blowout, the hair, gorgeous. <laughs> Stunning. Yellow Jenny Peckham, uh, little George, which he didn't want to walk to the front door. William had to pick him up, carry him to the front door. He wasn't even two that was at the, the time. Matching sweaters moment, right? Yes. He was <sighs> 22 months old, matching blue sweaters. All of the London landmarks lit up pink to celebrate the birth of a baby girl. And I think my favorite part might be the town crier every time. So here's that every clip. time. Oh yay! Oh yay! Oh yay! On this day, the second of May, in the year 2015, we welcome with humble duty the second born of the Royal Highnesses, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. The princess is fourth in line to the throne. May our princess be long lived, happy and glorious, and one day long to reign over us. God save the queen. I love it. It's so, the energy of the town crier is just incredible. I know, I love the energy. Uh, we also, so to celebrate this eighth birthday, we got a pic of Charlotte, a new pic. She's wearing a Trotter's dress. It's so adorable. It's on sale now. I checked last night. It's still available in a bunch of sizes. So, so cute with little flowers. I feel like that has to be a nod to the coronation. We also saw a video of her celebrating her birthday because, of course, she will not be able to celebrate this coming weekend for the coronation. So she was at a ballet performance by the Royal Ballet of Cinderella at the Royal Opera House in London. There's, It's a lot of just TikToks from people that were there circulating on social media, but we did see a glimpse of Kate. She looks like she's wearing a headband, which I love that she does that in her off-duty time, and a ghost London blouse. It's called the Boo Blouse. She's worn it before for a Zoom call during the pandemic in Bowdoin Flats. And those the little girls, Charlotte gets to go up on stage. She's taking pictures with the ensemble it was just she has like a light up wand confetti it just looked like so much fun she was dressed up as a ballerina just the best birthday I love that it's so authentic because I am definitely in that birthday party circuit as I think I've mentioned with Finn (laughs) being five younger than Charlotte but it's just the joy that these kids get to experience and also like the next level birthday parties from when I was a kid it's I mean obviously Charlotte is you know a future monarch if (laughs) or in the line of succession it's different but it's just so fun I I did quickly Robert I just wanted to say did you see I wanted to I wanted to shout out one thing about birthday parties though oh yes eighth birthday party took place in Scotland when we lived there for a year and it was to a glass blowing store in I believe it was Aberdeen and it was amazing amazing you see my mouth drop right now I how did I not know this I mean like birthday parties are very serious in the UK I mean they're serious (laughs) here too but no they're serious they're serious I was just gonna go back to the photo for a second of Charlotte look at this like uncanny resemblance to William 
Yes. The mouth. It's the teeth. It's the it's teeth. It's the for teeth, me. right? Yeah. And the hair too. All right, not to push things along, but we do also have to shout out Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor, who celebrates his fourth birthday. As I said on Saturday, he was born seventh in line to the throne. Of course, he's now sixth. He was born at the Portland Hospital. We know so much more about his birth now that Spare is out, and I feel like this has been a through line for us this year, but to reference what Harry said and in his own words is really powerful. And so I wanted to play a clip of that chapter. I don't remember phoning anyone, texting them. I remember watching the nurses run tests on my hour-old son, and then we were out of there. Into the lift, into the underground car park, into the people carrier, and gone. Within two hours of our son being born, we were back at Frogmore. The sun had risen, and we were behind closed doors before the official announcement was released, saying Meg had gone into labor. I had a tiff with Sarah about that. You know she's not in labor anymore, I said. She explained that the press must be given the dramatic, suspenseful story they demanded. But it's not true, I said. Ah, truth didn't matter. Keeping people tuned to the show, that was the thing. After a few hours, I was standing outside the stables at Windsor, telling the world, it's a boy. Days later, we announced the name to the world, Archie. The papers were incensed. They said we'd pulled a fast one on them. Indeed, we had. They felt that in doing so, we'd been bad partners. Astonishing. Did they still think of us as partners? Did they really expect special consideration, preferential treatment, given how they treated us these last three years? And then they showed the world what kind of partners they really were. A BBC radio presenter posted a photo on his social media, a man and a woman holding hands with a chimpanzee. The caption read, Royal Baby Leaves Hospital. I mean, it's it's pretty, uh, it's, a, it's such a moment in time. It's also so, that I remember that firestorm that blew up after Archie was born. And Harry talks more about the pressure from the palace to get Megan induced. They said the press were getting antsy. He was like, oh, God forbid the press gets antsy that the baby's not born yet. So I think, you know, just lifting the curtain a little more on the smoke and mirrors that the palace played with the press, the people around them were willing to tell lies to kind of go with this narrative that the suspense needs to be built up for the public. Yeah, tuning so, into the show. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of lighter moments in that. The Nando's chicken that he ordered at the hospital, laughing gas. Harry took up all of the laughing gas where Megan could get any, the secret getaway car. So I think it's just really illuminating. And I think that we will get some really special photos of Archie this weekend. There in spare, I remembered there was uh, a section about taking photos of the Queen with Archie and Lilibet. Or sorry, of memories with the Queen of Archie and Lilibet. And with Charles. So maybe there will be a photo of Charles and Archie. Who knows? But hoping we get some birthday news from that side of the pond. All right. Moving on. We got this wonderful best ever pre-Cory engagement day where the Waleses were in Wales. I feel like it was a great way to shake off any nerves they might have and also get back to work because they've been getting some pressure on that front. But we saw them do quite a few things and the things that they are very good at. So first and foremost, the athleticism, but also terrifying athleticism. They rappelled down a rock side, Kate and William, with the Central Beacons Mountain Rescue Team. They were both wearing red coats. They looked very, very fit and able to do it, but it was 30 feet down. I feel like that is not a casual engagement, but they were there to experience what 
actual rescuers within this group do when stricken walkers are in need of emergency services? Um, apparently, Penny Fan Mountain is the highest peak, which is right nearby, and a lot of people go there to experience highest peak in southern Britain. So that was that one part of this overnight. It was just a two-day visit. The next, they picked up pizza from Little Dragon Pizza Van. William versus Kate. Did you see this, Roberta, when they were carrying it away? The thing that struck me, and I do not know why I'm scorekeeping it this way, but Kate was carrying way more pies than William. And I was like, okay, she's just, you know, so capable. But uh, they ordered 22 pizzas in total. This was for a hang with the rescue teams later on that night. Um, How could I miss it? Those pictures of them with the pizza were everywhere, everywhere. And I I loved that they ordered. And and, uh, I think that that was – it's such a humanizing down-to-earth moment before the coronation when it's going to be full-on. And I just think it's them and and their element, too. Like, I think casual Kate and William, it kind of reminds me of their time when William was with the RAF. Like, they could just be more – dressed down and doing this kind of work. And I think that it is a really successful visit for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, this was so significant to see. They did make time to visit Aberfan. Of course, we know that on October 21st, 1966, 116 children, 144 people total died in this disaster when 150 tons of mud and slurry slid into a school because of heavy rainfall. Still the most gut-wrenching episode of the entire Crown series for me. And it was something I was not as familiar with until the Crown shed light on it. But William and Kate popped by the Aberfan Memorial Garden, which was something that was opened by Queen Elizabeth in 1974. I thought it was especially nice that Kate wore that leek brooch. She had a Catherine Walker coat, but she had the leek brooch that was the Queen's as sort of a nod to the significance that the Queen felt in terms of staying away far too long. It As we all know, I think every listener here knows at this point that this was said to be one of the queen's bigger regrets of her reign. Yeah, and I I think, you know, it was such a solemn day, and Kate um, rewore a lot of outfits, which was really nice, I think, to not have anything new, but it was... It was there were moments of levity, and that was the little boy dropping the purse. Uh, oh yeah, that's hey. what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Yes, Roberta, oh, I good. totally agree. The purse dealer was such a bright spot, and that was at Aberfan, where Daniel, who was one year old, was with his mom Lucy, and they were just doing the meet and greet. And I'm sure everyone saw this clip, but this little Daniel guy took Kate's purse, her mulberry bag, a cool eight hundred and forty five dollar price tag. Props to Lucy because she caught that thing as he dropped it in midair. The reflexes of a new mom are like second to none. It was incredible. The 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 catch over the fence. And I think that, you know, people were saying, is there anything in it? Like, it, can you tell? It, I don't think you can tell. I feel like there's got to be like one phone maybe. I don't know. But it it's, seemed super light. Like it seemed true. like he was able to wave it around. And I did also feel like in addition to her catching skills, the horror on her face was just next level because how mortifying, but also so real. And Kate was like, let him play with it. I'll come back for it. I loved that. There was another moment too that stood out, which was uh, Kate talking to well-wishers about Princess Diana. Yes, I absolutely love this, where we got a clip. It was originally posted by Laura Ann. The video is somewhere on the internet now. But basically, Kate talked about how she her wedding band, that her engagement ring, is the exact same size as it was for Diana, that they shared the same ring band size, and also that she's honored to wear it. She talked about how Diana would have been a brilliant grandmother to George, Charlotte, and Louis, and that they miss her every day. It was just kind of this very open reveal, and you don't, often hear them talking so openly about Diana. 
Are you confused, though, about the ring size? Because all the reports back in 2011 were that she had to add those, I guess they call them speed bumps on mm-hmm. the inside of your ring that are the platinum little beads that they add. And I, I think that her jeweler talked to the mirror about adding them. But then I'm like, all the stuff in spare is like that there's just so much that is so not true that the press publishes. I know. So I just don't know what – like, I, I believe, Kate, I think it fits her. But it's also like, did she have to have those – beads put in so if I, I don't know that that's what I remember I was like wait doesn't she have those things and you can't tell from the you can't tell I from know the Getty images. I know I totally agree I also felt like it's funny how I, I was really reflective on how limited the times are that Kate and William get to talk about Diana mm-hmm. and they have to do it in this manner whereas it must be you know the contrast to Harry and Meghan having these opportunities to be so open about the relationship that Harry had with his mom and it feels like we can only catch it in bits from these interactions there's not a sit down interview it just made me think about that a lot when i mm-hmm. saw this clip which was a wonderful clip All right, just last bit of Kate and William news. I'm sorry to take up so much time on this, Roberta, but it's a lot. There was so much there. Anniversary picks. I think my favorite part about it was that James Middleton commented on it with a just casual little heart. I thought of you because of your love. Um, I just saw that the headline that him and Pippa will be at the coronation. So big invites going to the Middletons there, which is really nice that they can support their sister. And also the photos from this shoot were from that same, that was like a real big bang for their buck, that shoot with Matt Porteous, where I think they used it on Christmas, Mother's Day, and now- I'm kind of tired of that. I'm like, get some new photos. Like, I just (laughs) love when they surprise us, and these just don't feel surprising. And also, a listener pointed out that William better be wearing sunscreen on his head because, oh Oh, my God, exposure to the sun. Are you bringing sunscreen? I was thinking about that. We got that great makeup tip, by the way. Did you know that makeup- it, sunscreen makes you more reflective in photos. That was I from our hair and makeup Ulta people. MD sunscreen though, and I have that packed, and I don't think we're going to be seeing much of the sun. So yeah, that's <laughs> true too. All right, let's move on to the Corey Corner. Final opportunity for it. The Corey Corner. I know. Once it's not, I mean, I we're going to be talking about the coronation, obviously, because we will be in London for it, but. Then it becomes just, it's all the Cory Corner. Every yeah. corner is the Cory Corner. So <laughs> we have one last one, which is, I wanted to just do something quick. And it's a headline roundup. So I'll read the headline and then we can both kind okay. of react quickly. So first headline, Tom Cruise. And Rachel doesn't know the headline. So this is a kind of fun surprise. A real surprise. Well, around. there was a lot of news that came out. We kind of have to fly through it because all, it's like the the faucet has been turned on full blast for the coronation and it's a deluge of stuff. So first up, Tom Cruise and Winnie the Pooh to feature in King Charles's coronation concert. I know you have feelings about this. Rachel. I mean, my first reaction was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, we are going to be near Tom Cruise and we've had such a thing and discussing him throughout episodes for this. But the big mic dropper reveal, sadly, is that it's pre-recorded. So womp that's okay, womp. though. I mean, but Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh, Pooh like, what a delight. It's actually a sketch. So it might be kind of fun, like the James Bond thing. I'm hoping, hoping. Wait, is Tom Cruise with Winnie the Pooh or no? <laughs> oh, I don't think so. What <laughs> okay. a crossover, though. I don't think so. <laughs> not a crossover, I need to see. Why is it Winnie the Pooh and not Paddington? Because Paddington, I think, is is too synonymous with oh, I guess with they're the both Queen. British, though. They're both oh, yeah, they're yeah. both British. But I yeah, feel yeah. like okay, Paddington... Okay has to be with the Jubilee and the Queen. <laughs> Next headline. He's like filed away. Okay. Are you ready? 
Second mm-hmm. headline, King Charles's coronation bill tops 250 million pounds as huge security mission is launched. 250 million. Okay, I had to look back. Reports about the Platinum Jubilee and the funeral were that it could reach up to 6 billion pounds. I think these reports are all over the place because no one actually knows what the financials are behind all of this. So it really is just a guessing game. But I guess someone from the home office told the mirror. 150 million pounds is just for security alone. And when you think about it, in this many heads of state, this many royal families. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it makes sense. a lot of sense. You think about what they've had to spend on security. It's always the biggest bill with weddings and all of that stuff. I also just think about the tourism boom that's going to happen yeah. as a result of the coronation too. The so hopefully it, it evens it out. But it, yeah. yeah, the cost of living crisis, there's a lot of eyes on that. And for reference, the Queen's coronation cost about 56 million pounds in today's dollars. So mm-hmm. if it is 250, it's like five times that. But yeah, that's a of lot. Of course, like the security, yeah, like you said, security from the airfield to even the hotel is huge, huge just for these royal families. And they didn't need that level of security 70 years ago. And just, like, the cameras. There's so many more cameras, social media, everything. Okay. Next headline. Coronation allegiance oath in support of King Tone Deaf, pressure group says. Because we now know that there will be a proclamation that everyone is invited to join in on. All I can think about is this is, like, at the wedding when someone says, does anyone object to this union? And everyone has to say, like, nobody does. Right? So it's like, yeah, you just say it because he wants to include everyone, but you don't have to. You're invited. I don't know. What is, yeah. what is your take? I think it's them going for like a community approach, but it's definitely getting a lot of backlash. A lot of backlash. Okay, next one. Prince William will make, quote, heartfelt speech to Father King Charles at coronation concert. We also know it's been revealed this weekend that he, Prince William, will do an homage of royal blood at the ceremony where he'll put his hands in between his father's hands and he will pledge, just like Prince William did with his the liege of life and limb, to Her Majesty the Queen when she was crowned. I'm excited to see this heartfelt speech, Rachel, because we will oh, be there yeah. in person at the concert. And so it's going to be very exciting. It sounds like he will also mention his stepmother, Queen Camilla, and how much she has done for in service of the crown and in just, you know, supporting his father, King Charles. Yes. All right, Princess Anne, we're flying through. Uh, the headline, Princess Anne says, slim down monarchy is not a good idea. This just Whoa, came out. She did I an did interview. I that. I know. I just saw it this morning. She did an interview last night for CBC News in Canada. The National is the program that she did it with. And it came out last night. Here is a clip from that. Are there conversations about relevance? There will be everywhere. It's not a conversation that I would necessarily have. I think it's in, it, it perfectly true that it, it is a moment where you need to have that discussion. But I would just underline the, that the monarchy provides with the Constitution a degree of long-term stability that is actually quite hard to come by any other way. She also talked about that report that Charles is allowing researchers to look into the monarchy's ties to slavery and the past. And she, Princess Anne got a little bit, you know, kind of deflective about it, didn't really answer it. But she said, it's not really a subject of conversation I would even go down. I have a historical perspective, which is slightly different, even more realistic. The historical perspective is it just goes back a lot further and the modern contexts are very different. Slavery hasn't gone away. No, come on. Don't be too focused on time scales and periods. History isn't like that. 
I mean, it's hard to decipher what she's really getting at there, yeah. but it does feel like she's, she even said that she suspected that Charles's, you know, allowing research into this was the media's interpretation of that deal. So I don't really know, but we do know that she will be the gold stick in waiting at the coronation of her brother. She said that solves her dress problem because she gets to wear her uniform. So I liked that little moment. I'm glad she'll have a prominent role. I need to check out this interview in full. Yes, yes. Last thing. The concert stage. I know we're both so <laughs> excited about this. This is a little, yeah, not as uh, big as the interview, but the Coronation concert stage with Windsor Castle backdrop revealed. It looks magnificent. What was your first impression? It's like a golden shrine. Like, it's really <laughs> elaborate. I mean, bravo. I really can't wait to see it in person. I feel like it's a big, it's like bigger than Coachella, Glastonbury. Like, it's huge. The concert, like, the stage looks massive and it has these like cross-sectional runways that jut out so that they can it looks like when they it's all screened so they can project like the union jack and it looks like a real huge flag on the ground i mean what will tom cruise look like in high def on that stage i just can't wait and winnie the pooh who i love winnie the pooh i just have you caught up to succession are you all caught up i'm halfway through the most recent episode i had to go to bed last night but you've probably seen this part though i feel like i got succession vibes with ken being like, can you just like build a house and like fly, like can get clouds to like fly in over me as I'm like giving the speech? Like, I was like, I feel like I'm picturing Charles being like, can you just build like the biggest Union Jack flag ever as the stage? And they're like, I mean, we'll try. And I just want to ask one thing what's the rain plan for all of this? <laughs> yeah, do those screens work in the rain? I'm sure, I'm sure, but like, it's for all of us, muddy. Too. Yeah. It doesn't look like there's stadium seating. We'll have to see. I'm so excited. It's It looks gorgeous. And what's really incredible is that you can just see the Windsor Castle in the background behind, and it just is such yeah, the an Yeah, the framing is really nice. Yes, I the agree. framing. Thank so, you. Roberta, I've said so hard. Bottom line, we are heading over on a plane tonight, and we are going to be your eyes and ears on this entire weekend. And we are so excited. So thrilled. That was the last Corey Corner. I hope I did it justice. There was so much information. Absolutely. Are we ready? Should we hit We're our ready. highs and lows? Yes, let's do it. It's time for the royal highs and lows. My low, this was going to be a high because I'm excited, but my low is the crown, new pictures. I think after ruminating on it a while, I have a slight uneasiness about this, only because it just feels like these people are people that we sort of know, even though, of course, I don't know William and Kate, but it just feels like it's getting too close to the present and it makes me uncomfortable. And it doesn't seem like that is the case for all of us because a lot of you, the majority of you that answered a poll on Instagram, our social media team told us that everyone is planning to watch. So I will be there too watching, but I'm just a little I thought the resemblance was so uncanny. It made really? me very excited. I, especially young William and Kate. Yeah. I was just like, wow, we are Blown back away. in those early 2000s, I guess it would be. All right. Milo is just this reporting that Kate will not be wearing a tiara, most likely. This was from Mm. the UK Times and Valentine Lowe had the scoop, but, you know, projected scoop, (laughs) Uh, that there will not be a tiara, possible floral headpiece instead. 
I think it won't be a flower crown if this happens, it'll be a hat band, but still I want a tiara. And I guess it's all like in line with the day dress that we're reading about, but still, Roberta, I want tiaras. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed too, but I don't, I can't picture a flower crown. It can't be a flower no, crown. No, no, people are running images of her like on vacation or on an engagement on like far, and it's not going to be that. I think no. it, to me, it seems like it'll be more in line with like a christening and something like that. Yeah, which is gorgeous still, but not. I packed my hat band. You did too. (laughs) We certainly did, among many other things. I have to finish after this. All right. My high is Megan signing with WME for representation. Archwell signed as well. I feel like that got really brushed under the rug in these headlines. But Archwell will also be represented by WME. Her longtime friend and agent will be with her, and they made sure to specify in this Variety exclusive that there will be no acting from her involved, but it does sound like rom-coms are definitely on the table. They resurfaced a quote from her Variety interview about rom-coms, and I think that this is confirmation that all of this sleuthing and conspiracy is, is fair game, because, hear me out, Rachel, the wife of the agent that signed out with WME is the designer who is Sarah Stodinger, a.k.a. Stodd, which is the outfit she wore to the Lakers game last week. She was giving us a hint. That's all I'm saying. It was a hint. She's never worn Stodd before. She's now signed with that, the designer's husband. Amazing. Amazing. Please, more of these eggs. It's like Taylor Swift's level, almost. Not really, but... (laughs) I love it. All right. My hi, there's nothing else but the fact that I am meeting you in, oh, a few casual hours to be at the gate to depart for London. I'm already having FOMO of all of the wonderful royal correspondents from the U.S. that are heading over there, and I cannot wait. And I am really excited to meet so many of you guys, the listeners, at Joshua's Tavern. Reminder, that is happening Friday night at the Londoner Hotel from 5.30 to 7.30. Be there or be square. I'm Do people say that? So... <laughs> I'm so thrilled and so excited to meet all of you. But right now I'm having just nervous sweats about what I forgot. Yeah, I have a little sweat going on. I know. I feel like I've been a little too chill this morning. Like I I have to, I had to say bye to like, well, I'm picking Finn up today and then I will be departing. I actually, one last thing, I made him a book of like, so he can journal like what I did today while mom was in London and I'm writing questions that he can answer. Cause I'm like, and then like the countdown, mom is back in this many days. Cause I'm sad. That's the only sad oh. part for me but but I'm so excited I'm so excited I asked Dave what I should bring back for him oh uh, yeah good question London and he said fish and chips <laughs> I was like okay sure I'll keep it in the newspaper wrapping and like Matt it. wants crystal crystal palace merch for him oh. and for Finn oh <laughs> which is where team. I think the stadium that Ted Lasso like films at is, is oh really uh, yeah, yeah but that's Matt's favorite favorite Team, football team, right? Not soccer. Add that to football. the itinerary. We have to go yes. to the Ted Lasso bar. I think someone told us to do that, but. Oh, I looked that up. It's kind of far from everything where oh. we are in Richmond, but maybe we'll have time. We're going to have time. We're going to run around. Oh, gosh. Okay. I can't wait to see you in a few hours, Rachel. I guess we should do our sign <laughs> We don't off. even have to say till next week. We'll okay, say, well, what are we, right. how do we edit this? <laughs> till tonight. Okay. Just a reminder before we well, close. For please. everyone listening, I guess it's till this weekend, right? Yeah, till this weekend, right. Okay, yes. So just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating or review. We would love five stars if you enjoy listening to us and enjoy following our coverage of all the royal news, especially the coronation. And till tonight, Rachel. Until this weekend, listeners. God God save save the the pod. 
Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.